Support for Kansas City Today comes from Grandma's Office Catering, delivering made-from-scratch hot meals and individual boxed lunches for fast distribution to offices, warehouses, and factories, even on nights and weekends. Details are at grandmascatering.com. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujiadi. Today is Wednesday, March 15th. Coming up, Kansas City's police board is suing the city over police funding levels. We'll hear why. But first, some headlines. Kansas lawmakers questioned TC Energy yesterday about the safety of its Keystone oil pipeline. Celia Yopis-Jepson of the Kansas News Service reports. Democratic lawmaker Lindsey Vaughn asked repeatedly about the Keystone Pipeline's safety record. Here she is speaking to TC Energy Vice President Gary Salzman. The frequency and severity of these spills is still increasing. So why is that? Again, I, I, I say no, no incident is acceptable. And uh, this is a, a, an unfortunate event. Salzman said his company investigates incidents thoroughly and is committed to figuring out why the Kansas spill happened. The federal government has ordered TC Energy to lower the pressure in the pipeline for now and to answer questions about welding quality. A former top official at the Kansas City Area Transportation Authority alleges he was pushed out after sounding the alarm about the agency's finances. KCUR's Salisa Kalakal reports. Michael Graham was the senior vice president and chief financial officer of the KCATA until he was fired last year at 63. In a lawsuit, Graham alleges that the agency retaliated and discriminated against him on the basis of age, after he voiced concerns about the agency's, quote, unsustainable finances. Attorney E.E. E. Keenan is representing Graham. He recognized that KCATA had, uh, as detailed in the petition, serious financial problems. The KCATA denies the allegations. Kansas City crews started the annual process of resurfacing streets this week after winter weather left roads riddled with potholes. City manager Brian Platt says the crews are more focused on longer-term street fixes rather than filling individual holes. But the city does continually patch roads as weather allows. Platt says it's hiring even more workers to stay ahead of demand. We do about 50 or 60,000 potholes a year at this point. But ideally, that number goes down as we have better road quality and road conditions. The city budgeted $40 million last year for street resurfacing. Platt says it plans to budget slightly more for 2023. We'll be back after this. Kansas City is required by Missouri law to spend 25% of its general revenue on its police department. But general revenue is just a portion of the city's overall budget, and there's some disagreement over what the term means. Now, the Kansas City Board of Police Commissioners is suing the city, alleging it's not meeting the funding requirement. Josh Merchant is a reporter for The Beacon, a nonprofit news website covering Kansas City. They told KCUR's Steve Kraske what the outcome of that lawsuit could mean for the city's finances and how Mayor Quentin Lucas, a member of the police board, feels about it. So May 1st is when Kansas City's budget has to meet the qualifications of a new Missouri constitutional amendment that passed last year, Josh, which forces Kansas City to put 25 percent of its general revenue into the police department. Remind our listeners of that amendment and how all that came about. 
Yeah, well, so to backtrack a little bit, Kansas City is, you know, one of the only U.S. states that has a state-controlled police department, meaning that it's governed by a board of police commissioners that's appointed by the governor and confirmed by the Senate. Um, And so along that statute, Kansas City is required to allocate a certain portion of its budget every single year to the police department to make sure that we're not going around that state state law. Um, And so... Prior to last year, it was supposed to be 20% of our general revenues. And as of the new uh, the constitutional amendment that voters approved on November 8th, um, it will be 25% of the general revenues. Because of the bill that passed last year. Right, right. Because of a bill that Tony Lukemeyer passed. Uh, yeah. Now, the budget proposal would allocate exactly 25% or $280.7 million to the department, right? That's what the Correct. mayor's saying. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly 25% of the of the general revenue, according to the mayor's office. The Board of Police Commissioners is now suing the city because it believes Kansas City is undercounting general revenue. Why did the board file this lawsuit, Josh? Yeah, well, so when you hear 25% of general revenue, it sounds fairly straightforward, where you could just do a little command F, search through the budget document, find the general revenue, and take 25% of that. It's a little bit more complicated than that. Um, the original statute outlines what Kansas City is required to give to the police department. It, it sets aside exceptions for like lighting the city and debt payments. And then there's a Missouri, uh, Missouri Supreme Court ruling from 1955 that outlined the specific things that Kansas City is supposed to give to the police department and what it does not have to. So, for example, you know, unappropriated surplus is considered general uh, general revenue, but there's Exemptions like, um, for example, like the first two mills of a special parks tax is not considered general revenue. And so it makes the math a little bit more complicated where you can't just take this number and take 25%, but it's a little bit of a complicated formula. And the mayor's not really being super forthright with what that formula actually is. Um, And so the police board doesn't quite trust that the general revenue is what it's supposed to be. So meaning that the mayor's not really indicating what should be counted as general revenue and what should not be counted as general revenue. Right. Well, so they're saying that they're following the Supreme Court ruling and they're following the statute. um, But the problem is that if they show their formula to the public or or to the police board, that could be used as evidence in this lawsuit where Ah. the police board can pinpoint exactly what's what they think is going wrong. But in this lawsuit specifically, they're they're talking about development funding. That's that's really what they're going after. So what concerns do some people have then about the impact this could wind up having, Josh, on Kansas City? Yeah, well so I mean there are some reasons why that that funding is not included in the general revenue because a lot of it is specifically allocated for a specific purpose. For example, there's the transportation district around the streetcar. Um, where there's a special tax that's levied around the streetcar and that has to go to the streetcar. It cannot go to anything else. And so even if that general revenue is considered part of Kansas City's general revenue, we have to find that money somewhere else. We can't take it from the main street streetcar. For example, we have like $52 million in development funding that I think the, the police board is coming after. We can't just hand over a quarter of that. We have to take that $12 million, $13 million from somewhere else in the budget and redirect it over to the police department. So again, the issue comes down to what is considered to be general revenue for the city. Right. And if some pots of money are counted as that, right. uh, that could really result in the city having to find the money elsewhere. And that could lead to big budget problems. Right, right. Well, and, and some of the concerns that I've heard are that it doesn't just necessarily stop with this development money, they could also come after grants. And that's the really scary bit. Um, Oh, grant money, too. Grant money could be up for grabs here. And that, for example, Kansas City received a federal grant of $174 million for the streetcar. 25% of that is 40, 50 million. So I don't have a calculator. Somewhere around there. 
Um, and so that would be $40, $50 million that we would, ha- we would have had to redirect to the police department if that had been considered. But the mayor would argue that, hey, that entire chunk of money was intended just for the streetcar and right. streetcar alone, so it shouldn't be counted as general revenue, right? Right, right. We don't have that $40, $50 million that we can send over there. We would have to find it from another department, another city, city service to redirect their way. So how is the board making its case then, Josh? What are they saying? Yeah, so... I mean, there's not an expert here by any means. Um, I think a lot of their argument hinges on, for example, development money. Um, If we are creating developments in the middle of the city that creates more demand for police services. So if we have a lot of apartment buildings going up in Midtown, we need more cops to take care of those apartment buildings. But But folks on the other side of this issue are also hoping to see the specifics of the city's budget formula, but for different reasons. Explain what's going on on that front. Yeah, well, so from just an an accountability standpoint, we've heard calls for the past several years of, you know, redirecting police money to other city services. And so say, for example, we see a $300 million police budget and we don't know that that's the minimum, maybe we find out that the minimum is actually 250, then there's $50 million difference there that could be redirected to other city services and act- activists and advocates could be demanding for that money to go other- go elsewhere instead of the police department. But without that you know, specific minimum funding level, we don't really know how much wiggle room there is when it comes to the police department through the city budget process. So we're repeating ourselves a little bit here, but the impact potentially that this could have on the future of Kansas City finances uh, is what? It's not clear that this is necessarily going to retroactively affect the grants that we've already received, but I think the impact that I've been hearing is that it would slow down development. It would grind it to a halt because we would no longer be able to afford to apply for grants. For example, there is a Seattle's uh, Sound Transit a few years ago received a $790 million um, grant from the federal government for its light rail system. We could not apply for that because if we were to apply for an $800 million grant, that's $200 million extra dollars that we would have to redirect to the police department. And again, it could not come from that federal grant money. It would have to come from elsewhere. And so we'd have to find $200 million somewhere else in the budget to redirect their way. I mean, that seems like a stretch to me. But your point here, I guess, is that this is a lawsuit and a judge could wind up ruling that way, right? Right, right. Well, and it's a little bit unclear necessarily if they would necessarily... um, demand us to just hand over the money, but it could have implications where, you know, it it basically gives the police department a blank check where if they ever need money, they can say, look, you're not reaching the general revenue requirement, hand it over. You don't really have any reason why you can't give it to us. So what does the mayor's office have to say about people coming after the way the city is allocating its police funding? Yeah, well... They've got to be a lot really frustrated by this. Right, right. Well, one of the things that they said is, um, you know, we haven't really ever questioned the the way that the city calculates its general revenue before. We've been doing it the same way for decades. And, and actually, one of the people named in the lawsuit, um, Tammy Queen, the city's finance director, has been working in city finances for two decades. And so um, I, I spoke with a former city manager, Bob Collins, and, and he was talking about how it was pretty much agreed upon between the city manager's office and the, and the police board about how much money they were allocating every single year. Um, and now all of a sudden, this TIF money, which had never until now been considered general revenue, they're coming after it. Um, and I think my guess is the reason for that is because of the increased general revenue requirement under this new Missouri uh, constitutional amendment. 
Um, it's just a little bit of a tighter line, a tighter margin between mm-hmm. what we actually feasibly can give to the police department and what we are required by the Constitution to be giving to the to the police department. You know, in your article, you talk about how Kansas City, in many cases, cannot earmark revenue as it sees fit. What's going on on that front? It's a little bit shaky because it is allowed in certain circumstances if it's authorized by the statute or by the Constitution. Um, but you can kind of understand the reason why it's there. You know, they don't want us to be able to get around the statutory requirement by saying, no, 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 this isn't general revenue. This is a specific other kind right. of revenue that doesn't count for this requirement. And so, for example, if we, you know, cut out half of the general revenue and assigned it to a variety of other things, we wouldn't be required to give as much money to the police department. Um, and so, there are some rules about what we are and are not allowed to, to earmark. For example, the the new marijuana sales tax, that is allowed to be earmarked because it is authorized by Amendment 4. It's uh, authorized by the Constitution. Right. We can do it. Um, and same thing with the, you know, the mayor's argument with the streetcar transportation district. That's overseen by the Missouri Department of Transportation. They said that we could do it. You know, And so um, there are certain cases where earmarking revenue is, is allowed, but it's, it's shaky. Do you have any sense, Josh, when this lawsuit is going to be resolved? Oh, I do not. Um, I, hard um, to tell. Yeah, it's hard for me to tell. That was KCUR Steve Kraske and Josh Merchant of The Beacon. You can hear their entire conversation from up to date at kcur.org. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia Dean. This podcast is produced by Paris Norvell and KCUR Studios and edited by Lisa Rodriguez and Gabe Rosenberg. For more local news coverage from Kansas City's NPR station, visit KCUR.org. Tomorrow, we'll hear about Kansas City's new plan to attract more teachers. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you soon.